hey friends. To be fair, life can feel like a mess with too little time. But on this podcast, we think through the challenges and make thoughtful, everyday decisions. My name is Amy Kay, and this is To Be Fair. Thank you so much for listening today. This is episode number nine of To Be Fair. And today we're focusing on being strong with how we want our lives to be by holding healthy boundaries for ourselves. And now listen, friends, if boundaries is a word that you don't like because it's been used a lot or you've had to go to boundary training a lot for work or whatever, maybe think of it this way. This episode is going to focus on the yeses and nos on how important it is that we agree to do things in our lives that are what we actually want to do and that are actually right for us as a particular person and are right for us at this particular time. It doesn't matter what our mom did when she was 50 like we are, or what our neighbor did when she was pregnant at this point in her pregnancy. No, we're not about comparisons around here, and that stuff doesn't matter. Not helpful. We are talking about living into our own life so that it's what we want it to be for ourselves and for our family and for our world. Now, I know that we spend our days doing different things, right? Some of us are retired or at home with a newborn or at home with health struggles or are home to be the glue for all of our family or we work full time or work part time or we work multiple jobs or we aren't home at all because we're traveling or whatever, whatever the case is. We are all doing different things, but there are common denominators for us all. I think here are two today. First, we're all asked to do things, to help with things, to take on more projects or responsibilities, or to go places for the good of a group, scouts or 4-H or the church or the senior center, whatever. We are all asked to do things. And the second common denominator for today is that we are all creative and we can all think of things ourselves to implement or facilitate or make. We can all think of more that we could be doing for other people. And all of that stuff is great. It's totally good. We're making the world a better place by doing it. That's awesome. Everywhere we turn, we can help bring about good. I'm just betting that this is true for us all, no matter what we do during our days. And I wonder if some of us want to do good things for other people all the time. But I think it can go too far if we are a yeser, if we say yes to everything and everyone and every idea that we have to meet the needs of those around us. If we give and live too much outwards and feel stretched and stressed for the long haul, then that is yesing to the detriment of ourselves. And that's not great, right? We'll come back around to this in a minute, but first the antithesis to the yesers. Here is a crazy thing. I have actually never taken a business class in my entire life, not in high school, not in my undergraduate years or in either of my master degree programs. Never have I taken a business class. And this should seem crazy to both you and me since I own a fair trade retail store. At one time, we were one store in three locations, and a few years ago, my second fair trade store started performing poorly. It does not even matter what all happened in that progression of the downfall, but the bottom line here is that it started struggling, and I thought that if I could only learn more, 
that I could do things better and I could turn it around. So I started reading a lot of business books and listening to business podcasts. I was finally getting a little bit of a business education. I listened to um, successful women entrepreneurs, successful male CEO types, all of them. And I took to heart a lot of what these successful business people said to do. And many of them suggested saying no a lot more than saying yes when asked to do something or when thinking of new ideas ourselves. In fact, they only say yes when it fits with their well-designed schedule and when it doesn't take them away from what they have prioritized in their lives. Their why. If a request takes them away from their why they do their business, then they say no. One gal phrased it this way even. She had built a fortress around herself. No one could get to her. That really resonated with me. Maybe because I wasn't holding strong boundaries at all. So I made a little sign for myself on my wall where I typically worked at that time that said, build a fortress. It might have also had an expletive in there for personal emphasis. (laughs) So I tried hard to build a fortress. I stopped substitute preaching. I only went to the meetings that I was obligated to attend. And I said no to almost all of the new opportunities that came my way. I was a hardcore no-er unless it furthered my why of my work. And my why was and is to serve the world's most poor and impoverished through fair trade. So it's a good thing for sure. But the way in which I was going about it was to push myself really hard. And I was living in a different way that felt weird. Building a fortress did not seem to fit with me. So then it occurred to me, Maybe the people who are rock star business people who encourage stringent barriers aren't actually rock stars at living life. I don't know about them. I don't. And I certainly don't know if I'm ever going to be a rock star business person. That is yet to be determined. (laughs) But one thing that I'm more sure about is that Jesus wasn't about building fortresses around oneself. And I know God more through that guy. So it makes sense to me to pay more attention to what Jesus was about than maybe I had been spending my energies learning from these business gurus. So speaking of which, Marcus Borg was a historical Jesus scholar who was a professor, author, and lecturer, but also actually was a person of faith himself. And that is not always the case that a religion scholar of any sort would actually be a a person of faith too. But he was, and he was married to an Episcopalian priest. One of the things that I appreciated most about Borg is that he had exceptional thoughts for sure. And he could communicate them to all of us well. We don't need to be a professor ourselves to be able to understand him. Borg wrote and shared with us in person, actually, because I got to be with Borg some and have meals with him. And one time after supper, he was telling us about what he called sin places with God. You can substitute whatever truth you understand in your life for that phrase, like a deep connection with the universe or however you name the source in your life. In my own words, Borg was talking about these moments when it's almost like we are removed from our situation a little bit 
and we can sense a connection with God at a different level. Borg even spoke of seeing things with a more golden color as he experienced this once. In my own life, I've had a few very thin places, and I'm grateful for many thin places when I felt a real connection with God. In every situation that I've had, if I wouldn't have been aware and present in that moment, I might not have gotten to feel the closeness with God. It makes me wonder how many times I've missed these moments as I've pushed too hard in my life, but nothing will be able to get those back, right? So let me just say that I've been trying to be more present during the, the ordinary times and the normal places that I find myself in most of my days. For instance, I exercise at our local hospital's wellness center. I started going to the hospital to exercise in the first months after I became single. And I would go when my boys were at school or when they were with their dad. And basically I would try to not cry while I worked out. And one day a compassionate woman who I didn't know at all came up to me while I was on a machine and I took my little earbuds out to greet her. I didn't know how she knew me, but I was absolutely touched by her kindness. And then heck if she didn't ask if she could pray over me. Now, friends, I am a liberal mainline Protestant. The only time I've been prayed over as an adult is when I was ordained. But here we were in the hospital. I was a sweaty mess and I climbed off of the machine for her to put her hands upon me and she prayed out loud. It was shocking and definitely a thin moment with God. Another man that I've only met at the hospital's wellness center asked me how I was really doing the other day. Like he really wanted to know, and he didn't mean to pry. He said that very clearly, but he was really wondering how I was doing. So I told him because that's what I do. I just tell you. <laughs> so then the next time I saw him, he told me with such sincerity that I had been on his mind and he asked me if he could pray for me. So I got off of the little cardio machine that I was on and he put his hands on me and prayed for me. And I cried again, my friends. I did. It was a thin place. The old me might have missed these thin places because I was too busy to have connected with my, my fellow exercisers. Or maybe I would have looked unapproachable to them and they wouldn't have even tried to connect with me. Who knows? What I do recognize is that there are extraordinary moments in the everyday when we have the ability to see them. If we've been yesing our way to a haggard existence or building fortresses around ourselves, we've maybe not cultivated the environment for ourselves to be able to live into the extraordinary and to thrive in those moments. We have to think about what we're doing and why we're doing those things, and then make the daily decisions to allow ourselves space in which we can be whole and healthy and connected. So how are you feeling right now? Are you dreading looking at your calendar because you have too much going on? Are you pushing hard at work for some complicated mess of reasons? Have you had a warm, emotional response to anything recently? 
perhaps before moving on to listen to whatever you're going to listen to next, let's pause and think about our lives. Here at To Be Fair, we're all about doable things, even when they're hard. So I invite you to grab a scratch piece of paper when you're able and make a couple columns, one column with a question mark and the other one with a heart. Then let's look at our task list or our calendar. What things are on it that we might be so brave as to say that we didn't really want to be doing them, but we felt like we should. The shoulding that we should all over ourselves. Even if we don't know the origin of the feelings of should, let's put it in the question mark column. I totally get that there might be some things that we just have to do because we're a caregiver or whatever our life situation is, but let's still note them because something may click as we're going along. What are the things on our calendar that we love, even if we don't know the origins of the love? And let's note any thin moments we've had with God recently too, because for goodness sakes, we want to foster more of those moments, right? So then let's look for patterns. Patterns are so helpful to recognize because then they can help us to start to like dig a little bit deeper to see what's at the root of our behaviors. I totally admit here that I have a hard time seeing patterns by myself when it's my own stuff, right? But we could be vulnerable and share our thinking with a wise and trusted friend. Whatever we need to do, let's do it to keep figuring ourselves out. Our lives are short. And there's no reason to piddle them away by yesing when we should really know. May your thinking and noting and conversating be helpful and good, my friends. May it be so for you and for me too. Next week, we're going to talk about how to make lasting positive changes in our lives. It follows up on all of this from this week and certainly is all about the daily decisions. Thank you for thinking through these things with me. I hope this episode has been thought-provoking for you and helpful. If you found it to be so, please do pass along the podcast to any friends who you think might be interested. It would really help if you would do so, and hopefully it would help your friends too. Until next time, my friends, take good care. I'm Amy Kay, and this has been To Be Fair. To Be Fair.